What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. Uh, how we doing today, Casino? I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, ad-libbing, as you can see. Um, feeding my child. He's yeah. wearing a track the suit. He's feeling pretty cool. But, the uh, world debut of your baby on this podcast. Fair enough. Which, uh, huh? What the heck was that? Oh, no, I can hear you. I just got like a, a ring-a-ding-ding on my laptop saying, I can save up to 2.17 gigabytes space on my PC. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> uh, but It's just going to cost $100 here. a month. <laughs> yeah. But we are here to talk about... Week 12 in the NFL. We're here to talk about Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving casino? It was okay. Um, the original Thursday plans got moved to Saturday plans. Uh, family members got sick and whatnot, but um, still turned out good. Because um, on the fly, this is a shout out to Claim Jumper. They had five <laughs> options that you could get. Uh, they only did holiday meals. Like they didn't have their regular food items up for order. It was just like five meals. It was like a tri-tip, turkey, ham, or like a combination of those. And three-course meal, too. And you know what? I was just like, all right, you know, it's going to be half-assed. It's going to be bad. It was really good. Um, They put together a really good meal. And it tasted good. It was seasoned right. It was good proportions. Hats off to their their Thanksgiving uh, day. Shout out to our new sponsor, Claim yep. Jumper. Try it only on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Uh, I can't remember the last time I ate a Claim Jumper. Maybe when I was ten years old, which at this point was forty-five years ago. Forty-five well, you years age, ago. You aged beautifully, sir. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? What'd you do? Uh, I literally worked the entire day. It's the uh, busiest day at my work all year, so I literally worked like twelve hours. So do they serve turkey at where you work? <laughs> uh, yeah, or yes, they do. And dude, I'll tell you what, I don't like stuffing. Um, and I love sweet potatoes, right? Like the sweet, the candied sweet potatoes or whatever, where they put oh. like the marshmallows on it. You and my daughter, man. Dude, that's like probably a number right behind ham. Because I always like ham on Thanksgiving more than turkey. But like ham's like number both. one. That's how I get my figure. That's and it, what a glorious figure it is. But um, uh, I go ham. I go sweet potatoes, number two. And then number three, I usually go like pumpkin pie. I fucking hate stuffing, though. Cannot stand it. My work makes like a couple different, uh, you know, like seasonal Thanksgiving uh, meals or like not meals, but like side dishes, uh, including turkey. And one of the side dishes was stuffing. And I was like, you know what? I'll try it. The best stuffing I've ever had in my fucking life. Nice. I was like blown away. And so, yeah. But other than working 12 hours a day, the food was good. Uh, but you know what was also good? Uh, I would say that we had football on Thanksgiving, except every game. Every was game garbage. was so bad. <laughs> my hope, my hope for any good games, man. Ugh. They and were, I guess they were they were a struggle to get through. No, I mean I the our best shot, I guess our 
closest shot at a good game was the first game, which is going to be the first one we're going to talk about today, which was the now five and six Green Bay Packers beat the Detroit Lions, who are now eight and three in Detroit, which is also crazy. They beat them 29 to 22 after getting to a halftime lead of 23 to six. So, uh, and you, I think your message to me during this game perfectly summed it up, which is just, you asked, uh, who is, or what is Jordan Love at this point? Just what is he? Because that was. Because his whole thing was he couldn't pass downfield. He couldn't (laughs) pass downfield. And then all of a sudden now he's like, all right, all right, all right. Let me, I'm going to tap into the, you know, the previous quarterbacks here and start slinging it. There's something there's something in that Green Bay water, man, that apparently, you know, that's all he needed was just to drink that. And now he's going to turn into, what, the next Favre or Rodgers. I mean, I don't want to give him that much credit. He's not going to. But still, that was it, the last few games, man. Um, you got to kind of give it to him for stepping into – stepping up to all the haters talking about, oh, you can't sling it downfield and, you know, you can't move the football in the passing game. Dude, three touchdowns, 22 for 32, almost 300 yards. Not bad. Not bad for somebody who couldn't couldn't throw the football downfield. I mean, yeah. In the last, what is it, since week nine, where they beat the Rams and then they lost to the Steelers, they beat the Chargers and then the Lions, in that four-game stretch, he has gone eight touchdowns, two interceptions, with a quarterback rating of, over a hundred three times and seventy two for or for that Steelers game. So it is well, crazy that. Well, what the one that stat that I looked at just last game. I'm going to cut you off here. Last game, looking at it, <laughs> is he had four receivers averaging over over twelve yards. Dude, the whole first half of the season, he couldn't throw the ball more than five yards without it getting almost picked or in or uh, batted down or incomplete pass. Like he yeah. couldn't get it past five yards, but no. it, it's realistically past ten yards, and now he's just comfortable throwing the ball downfield. Whatever, what? whatever he's drinking, man. Kudos. Yeah. Well, for Packers fans, you can look forward to one Super Bowl from him, and then for Jets fans, you can look forward to him being on your team in ten years. So, I mean, this yeah. is the the sky's looking up, uh, but. As far as the Packers go, I think you and I were both super impressed with Jordan Love. I mean, just in the game, you said the three touchdowns, but he was 22 for 38, uh, 268 yards. They had no running game in the, uh, in the, or no running offense in the game. Jordan Love was the second leading rusher and he only rushed three times for 40 yards. Uh, Christian Watson had a great game and then their defense, I mean, what uh for your Super Bowl pick casino, are you concerned about the Detroit Lions? No. I mean this was an <laughs> off game. Dude, no, this is an off game. I'm I'm chalking this up to an off game. We all they all get one. You know? They all get yeah. one. Yeah. And again, it's one and, of those like ones... one of their other so their other loss was you had the one loss against uh oh wow, my son just burped like crazy. Um <laughs> So they know. got destroyed by the Ravens. Yeah. They and then they lost it. in a close one to Seattle. They lost in OT to Seattle. 
and then they lost this game. So and their three losses are so. Yeah, I mean Seattle again. I think is still a good team. Like I said, I, I they're still flirting with the playoffs, and that's where I thought they would be was be on the tail end of the playoffs. Um, and then the Ravens, arguably, you know, the best team in the AFC. They are the top spot. Um, so yeah, I I chalked this game up to it's the Packers. It was a close game. It just they let the Packers get out early on them. I mean, game. twenty of their twenty of their points were in the first quarter, man. So yeah. they just let him get out early. They 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 were flat to start the game. That's what I'm chalking it up to, because golf he didn't really have. I know he he's been a little off golf lately. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> off golf, but he had a good he had a decent game. He wasn't horrible. Yeah, but that was also on the second half because the first half they weren't doing anything. Yeah, and then so the second half came on. That's what I'm saying. They came out yeah. flat and they it was too much to come back, you know, down. I mean, they were down early in this game. So the 20 points I, was the backbreaker in the first quarter. Oh, I, I, that's tough for any team, like a good team even, to come back down 20 points in the first. Well, I mean, unless you're, you know, like a really good other NFC team or something like that. That is just all they do is come back in the second half. But we'll get to that. But no matter what, what, what. (laughs) I do think if I am a Lions fan and I, I root for the Lions as long as they're just not against, you know, the Eagles, but. I, I root for the Lions because they're the lovable no, losers, right? That's no, why everybody... you don't. Yeah, they are the and you you do the reverse jinx. You still cheer for the Lions, so that's true. Yes, but I do think when you watch the Detroit Lions this season, I think the thing that's going to cost them, uh, maybe maybe they win one playoff game, but I think the thing that's going to cost them so they don't go all the way is just you can they're back half of the defense their defensive backs and their safeties just get torched every single game they play I mean they made Jordan Love look like Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre when again we talked about it what uh three four weeks ago a month ago we didn't know if he could pass the ball downfield and now all of a sudden he's completely uh you know, destroying the Lions secondary. So I don't trust the Lions pass defense and I'll look it up right now what their rating is. I still like the Detroit Lions defense as a whole, but they feel like, oddly, they feel like a less talented Eagles defense, which is if they don't get any pressure up front, you can definitely pass on them in the back. But Again, I don't think their D-line is as formidable as the Eagles. So you have a weaker D-line that isn't helping your back-end defense, and then Jordan Love throws three touchdowns on you, right? So especially when they're going to have to play either the Eagles, the 49ers, or the Cowboys, which are three of the best passing offenses in the league at the moment. So their pass defense right now, I'm looking, I'm looking. It's 20th in the league. Uh, and then their rush defense is fifth. So they're almost exactly like the Eagles because the Eagles pass defense is 29th in the league and their rush uh, defense is third. So you have, <clears throat> sorry. So you have just two great teams who 
defense you can get torched on but the difference is the eagles give up a lot of yards and then they're really stingy with giving up points the the lions give up a lot of yards and also a lot of points so i don't know if you i mean if right now casino the lions yeah. are they're gonna have to be in shootouts with the eagles the 49ers the cowboys i think they're the fourth team in that four-team race of who you think would win in a shootout right yeah, like i mean that's fair but i mean i'm i still like my pick i mean it's still going strong they're still what the third again the second or third uh, yeah but now they just i mean they need they need that top tier win you know yeah well they play the cowboys december 30th so and that i'm i'm circled that on my calendar all right we uh had to take a short break uh for technical difficulties, but we are back. Uh, let's jump to the next Thanksgiving Day game. We're not going to talk about all the games in detail. I got about six games here that we're really going to go in depth on, and then we'll talk about the rest. But one of the games I just wanted to touch on, because uh, I don't really think there's anything here. It was just the uh, other Thanksgiving game, which was the now 8-3 and three Dallas Cowboys beat the now 4-8 and eight Washington Commanders 45-10. to 10 uh casino yes. was uh having an orgasm over there over uh the duran bland pick six i was like i mean it's cool obviously because it's a cowboys thing i i don't give a shit but also it's one of those ones where i'm like that's a cool stat but it's like that espn thing where everybody just goes so hard on like all these fucking stats and records I okay just, i don't care well no i i I don't. Care I, I agree with like the overstat thing sometimes, but that like a, a pick six, like that's been a part of the game for a very long time since the beginning. Picking a quarterback yeah. off and running to the other way, like that's really cool, man. Like that's tough to do, especially in today's age. So no, I I mean I get it. It's impressive. I'm just ironically, I'm a very stats oriented guy, but I don't give a shit about records. Right, like that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like take last that for night, data. <laughs> yeah, last night LeBron James uh, broke the record for most minutes played in the NBA, but then they lost the game. He broke that record in by 40 to my Sixers, which was awesome. But they lost that game by 40, and then it's kind of just like that's a cool stat, but it's also you lost by 40. Like I know they don't have anything to do with each other, but I don't know. I'm just a wins guy. Give me wins. And the impressive thing about this game is that the Dallas Cowboys are now eight and three and they have the, I believe they're tied for the, they're tied for second with the 49ers and lions for second best record in the NFC, right? All these teams are eight and three. I believe so. Right. Uh, But I'm looking that up. I'll put my kid's sock back on. (laughs) My issue with you are correct, sir. So they're all tied for eight and three. So my issue with uh, this Dallas Cowboys team is this game was done by the third quarter, right? The Cowboys were up 20 to 10. Washington could not get anything going. I mean, Sam Howell threw for 300 yards, but there was just no scoring whatsoever. So then if this game is over, in the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter, why are the Cowboys still putting all their starters and just 
passing like they're down by three touchdowns because to they want to look good. They want points. to look That's good. That's my problem. That's my problem with this Cowboys team. They want they're to, stat padding. They're stat padding. They're stat padding. That's my issue. To score 25 points in the fourth quarter of this game where you're actively trying to score, it just it rubs me the wrong way. I don't know why. And again, that's not it's not even a Cowboys thing. It's just like a what other team in the league would be doing this kind of thing. Right? Like take the take it just make them Miami. Go. Yeah, oh, that's true. But see, Miami was like, they were, they pulled their starters, right? And the coach, they asked him about it afterwards, like, why didn't you guys go for the record? And then he was just like, why would we do that? Like, it was like one of those, like, kind of anomaly things. But I would have done it. The whole game. I would have done mean, it. But see, that's, I mean, that's a cool record, but it's also like, Miami might meet Denver again in the playoffs and you don't think Denver's going to be like, we're way better now. And we're just going to fucking uh, make sure you know it. Like, I feel like that will have, uh, and I feel like it already has for the dolphins just had bad uh, juju because bad now juju, bad yeah, juju Smith they, Schuster. <laughs> they lose I mean, he's the pretty next bad. game after that. He's pretty bad. I mean, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, just rub me the wrong way. And then they do in this. You got to stop saying that because I really want to just say I want to rub you the right way. I mean, like, let's save it for after the show. Genie in a bottle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But (laughs) again, uh, Cowboys have not won a single game against a team with a winning record. The Eagles now, because they're in the same division, are 5-0 and against teams with a winning record. And yet, everybody just keeps acting like the Cowboys are this far superior team. When again, against this Washington Commanders team, they were up 20-10 to going into the fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden, they decided, like, we're going to do all these, uh, like, we're just going to, uh, like you said, stat pad or just do all this kind of bullshit. A lot of them and was also have... turnovers, right? Well, no, the commanders only had one interception. I think they had two or three fumbles, right? Yeah. Like, I wasn't really paying attention to this game because, again, everybody knew what was going to happen and it happened. But then the Cowboys no, it do was, that thing. No, it was just one interception. So I was thinking of a different game. Uh, well. But... They do the thing where they hide like the the turkey in the. I the, hate it. So I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that. Ugh. How is that not a flag? That's a prop. That's a fucking prop. I also don't understand that. I did not. I don't, I don't it understand. It made no it. sense to me. Like my wife was watching that and she goes, "Are they allowed to do that?" And they go, "No." And it's actually, no. No, they're not. <laughs> they're, not. <laughs> they're not allowed to do that. Like, <laughs> I. I I find props funny. I like it. Like I want them. I oh yeah, I'm me too. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for it. I want like old blitz, like video game, like goofy shit. I I want all that. But if you're going by the rule book right now, you can't use props. And ugh. I mean, we'll get to officiating, especially when we talk about the Eagles Bills game, because it's. I think this was Again, finally it's such an overcorrection that, like, uh, that people don't know what to do anymore. Plus, yeah. it was the Cowboys, and they're like, oh, well, he jumped in, you know, it's Christmas, it's giving, <laughs> and Thanksgiving, yay, holidays. We're going to let it pass. Cowboys, yay. And then we're also having this, like, 
Dak Prescott MVP discussion. And then it's just like, yeah, great. Does anybody watch the games? Because Dude. you can look at the stats and be like, yeah, he's not even he's not even in the top five for me. I don't think so either. Because again, 0-3 versus winning teams. You only play who's on your schedule. So all the teams that are winning, you've played, you've lost against. And also, we keep like talking about the Cowboys and being like, oh, well, they annihilated this team. They annihilated this team. The only two good teams they uh, have really like played is the Eagles and 49ers. The Eagles game, they basically got gift wrapped that game in the fourth quarter. They were on the five yard line, could not score to win that game. And then the 49ers blew them out by what? Five touchdowns? Something like, like that. And it's just, we're having an MVP discussion. It's like, where is the MVP? Because if it's just beating up on shit teams, like what shit team are you going to play in the playoffs? Because last I checked, it's zero. It's zero. Yeah, so he's, I mean, so he's put up 10 touchdowns and one interception in the last three games. His last three games, Giants, Panthers, Commanders, who and the Commanders who were okay on defense, um, beginning of the season but like i said when they played the patriots they got rid of their two best pass rushers yeah. like they they, well, they they're shot totally so like rebuild. the commanders don't have anybody on defense anymore like nothing so the giants shithole but yet they can still beat my team <laughs> panthers oh we'll talk shithole i know and then commanders like who who got rid of their best defensive players like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay 10 touchdowns cool you're crushing it but no, like <laughs> the Rams, yes, four touchdowns, one interception. But you're losing to the teams that you need to beat. 49ers, guess what? He had three interceptions at a touchdown. Like, be better. <laughs> uh, who was the other – or they lost two, so their three losses are the Cardinals, which, again, he threw the game-losing interception into triple coverage, a pass that – no MVP elite quarterback should ever make, right? And then right. they lose to the Eagles when he was on the five-yard line, had multiple attempts at it, couldn't get it done. And then again, like you just said, and against they got the blown 49ers, out by the Niners. They lost by 32 points, like 32 points. So four touchdowns and a field goal. I like how we weren't really going to talk about this game. And just... <laughs> I know. Well, we just like <laughs> yeah. shitting on the Cowboys. It's yeah. It's fun. Uh, uh, but not shitting on the Cowboys. Let's move on. <laughs> no, uh, let's that was, move on. That, that was to... my transition. Was absolutely nothing. That was a good one. Uh, but congrats to the Cowboys. We'll see. Uh, we'll see in the playoffs. Uh, next up, the eight and three San Francisco 49ers uh, win thirty-one to thirteen against the now six and five Seattle Seahawks. <sighs> uh, the story to take away from this game, Casino, really is: is Geno Smith? Did he turn back into a pumpkin? Yes. I think so too. But you know he what? Just not I still think they're going to be good enough to make. I mean, they're they're sitting in a playoff spot right now. Um wait, want so like get there. Yeah, they're yeah, they're they're in one of the two wild cards. They're in a playoff spot right now. So Yeah, but I'm, I mean, you just look at him this season and it's just night and day from what he was last season. So far this yeah, year true. he has 12 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Like, I mean, it's not, and his completion percentage. Oh, well, I, I mean, if you want it. to talk about him specifically, yes, 
He's turned back into a pumpkin. If you want to talk about the team, the team I think is still good enough to get one of those two wild card spots. Oh, three now. I, f- I forget yeah. that we, we've just extended, or we're just going to end up having playoff where everybody's in it. So, but see, their defense has also kind of fallen off a cliff. They went back down all the way to twenty third in total defense. So Ooh. now you have geno smith not being kind of what he was outside of last year where you know he surprised everybody and was legitimately at one point like in league mvp discussions where you could make a case for him now he is a bottom or he's kind of back to what he was which is kind of just like an average quarterback i mean he's 33 years old so he's been in the league for 11 years right he's has the experience and that's you know Pete Carroll was like, this is our guy. Everybody's like, are you fucking crazy? And then he had the year he did last year. But now, rush defense of the Seahawks is 21st in the league. Passing defense is 22nd. And then their overall defense is 23rd. So again, you're a bottom tier defensive team. Your offense in in multiple games just sputters and you have nothing. I don't even know where the fuck DK Metcalf is right? Like he's just become, he's, he's just gone. Like there are some games where he just, same with Lockett. Yeah. Lockett. I mean, that whole Seattle offense will just go entire games where you're like, who did anything in this game? I mean, against yeah. Bottom tier teams when they just played them, but I mean, but the Niners, I mean, they are a great defense. We got to give them that. Um, So moving on to them talking about offensive play. Even with the 49ers' great defense, Purdy didn't have a great game. Like, that was a pretty bad Purdy game. He had 209 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Again, against a bottom-tier defense. Decent completion rating, though. Yeah, well, he only – he threw 30 attempts, uh, 30 passes. He completed 21 of them. And then Christian McCaffrey had a great game. He was averaging – I wanted to ask you about – I wanted wanted to side note on Christian McCaffrey while my kid screams here. Um, (laughs) His career, does do you do you chalk him up as one of the best offensive players, like overall offensive players? Um, I, I don't want to say ever, but definitely in the last twenty years. Uh, no, because I don't think he's reliable. I don't think you hmm. can count on him. You look at his career and seventeen. Uh. 2017, he came into the league. He played all 16 games. He got 435 yards, right? Like, and this is just strictly rushing. Yeah. What uh, team? For the Panthers. Well, but that was when the Panthers were kind of good. They were still good. Uh, but 18, 19, he has great years, right? Uh, almost 1,100 yards rushing. Next year, almost 1,400 yards rushing. That's when he, like, really kicks on. And then he also had. Uh, a thousand wide or a thousand receiving yards that year. One of those years, he had 867. Then he gets injured. He only plays three games. Next year, okay. he gets injured, only plays seven games. Next year, he gets injured, only plays six games. Last year, he got injured. Only but look at the numbers that he's doing when he's coming back from injury. But that's what I'm saying. But I feel like when he's in games, he's electric, right? And I mean, in this game, he 
was this season he's Dude, been fully healthy and he's an MVP talks, right? He's this team on offense is so stacked, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and we'll um, uh while you while you continue talking about this one, I'm gonna go change my kid's diaper because um he about I think shit out of his pants. <laughs> uh yeah. But no, in this game to talk uh McCaffrey, he had 19 carries, 144 yards, two touchdowns, six yards a carry, which is or averaging six yards a carry, which is nuts. Again, against a bad Seattle defense, but you have to factor in it's a divisional game. They've already played them. It's Thursday night, you know. All those caveats and 31 to 13 is impressive. Same way you can say about the Cowboys commanders game. I mean, I know we just shit all over the Cowboys, but that's because it's fun to shit on the Cowboys because so many people in the media are just sucking off the Cowboys. I feel like we need to pump the brakes and kind of reset and be like, okay, let's like put everything into context. So the context of this game is to me, Brock Purdy had a bad game and they still won by almost four touchdowns. Like, I mean, they won 31 to 13, so damn near close. And again, I'm not really, I watched the game and the game was almost over immediately. And you never felt like the Seahawks even had a chance, but the 49ers weren't playing that great. The Seahawks were playing just they didn't show up. So then you look at the final score and you're just like, I watched the game and I still don't know how it was like this. Uh, that the 49ers defense is legit. I think their offense is pretty hot or cold. I still think all the hate that Brock Purdy gets is unwarranted. I think he, I don't think you could plug any quarterback into the system and get the kind of production that he's giving. Because again, I don't think Jimmy G is a good indication of this offense because everybody's like, oh, well, Jimmy G went to the Raiders and he could barely. And it's also just like, yeah, because he's older now, he's been injured almost his entire career. Like that shit catches up to you. Like everybody just thinks every quarterback now can just be Tom Brady and play till they're almost 50 years old or 40 years old or, you know between those between 40 and 50 and it's just like that's not how it works like and again when the career catches up to you you look at guys like Peyton Manning or Dan Marino like they couldn't even they could barely throw the ball when they were finally you know you look at that last Peyton Manning season I mean I believe they that was the one they won the Super Bowl in but he had a real shit year could barely even do anything and that defense carried him so you know, you look at the 49ers and I don't think uh, what happened with Jimmy G is an indication that you just plug and play anybody in this offense because Brock Purdy comes in and he, again, everybody just dismiss- dismisses like, oh, uh, you know, not MVP candidate, but juxtapose him to Dak Prescott where now it's like, oh man, Dak Prescott is in the MVP conversation. They have... Very similar stats, only difference is the 49ers, when they played the Cowboys, they destroyed them. When they played the Jaguars, they destroyed them. So every team they've played with a winning record, they've destroyed and Purdy has had his best games against, right? And then the games he's had bad, it's we've talked about it multiple times. It was like, oh, the two bad games he had, he was concussed. The one game they lost to the Browns, he drove them down the field for a field goal. So like this insane notion that Brock Purdy is 
overrated or something like that. It's like, show me the evidence that he is under or overrated because right now he has 19 touchdowns, six interceptions, and their team is going into Philadelphia where uh, I'm an Eagles fan, but I really think this is the 49ers like Super Bowl, kind of like how the Eagles viewed that Chiefs game where you think about it all off season, you get really hyped up and then you got to come out and deliver. And now I wish the Eagles would have smacked Kansas city more in the mouth, but just going into Kansas city and then walking out with a win was super impressive. So now we'll see the 49ers Eagles this week. We'll talk about that more on, uh, uh, our, uh, Friday that's going to be a good show. one. Yeah. That's going to be a good game. That's going to be a real good game. Yeah. Uh, but let, now that let me ask you this, just real quick: if if the Eagles do win that one, do you finally feel like they can actually win this year's Super Bowl? Oh no! Then, I, mean, I really I, no no I'm I uh, I've completely flipped on this Eagles team. Uh, and you know what? That was the next game we we're going to talk about. So now get ready for a rant, Casito, because I'm going fucking scorched earth. Fuck, fuck all these NFL fans. Everybody online who is just like, oh man, this team is so bad. They're so overrated. They're so overrated. The only team ever to go uh, a 10-win season followed by a 10-win season and after losing like a Super Bowl where there's this thing called a Super Bowl hangover where usually when you are either win the Super Bowl or lose in the Super Bowl, you come back the next year and you just are bad. And then it's just like, oh, well, last year, all they did was play shit teams, right? And they rolled through them all and got to the Super Bowl. Again, this year when it happens to the Cowboys, we just have to all get (laughs) and suck the Cowboys' dick because they're destroying all these bad teams. You only play who's on your schedule. What are they supposed to do? Blah, blah, blah. Last year when it happened to the Eagles, they got lucky. They were overrated. They just had, uh, you know, the luck of the draw schedule-wise. Oh. Let's see. This year, uh, they have a top five hardest schedule in the league. So far, the past couple of weeks, they've had the hardest schedule in the league. And let's look at uh, let's look at their win loss record. Oh, they've won all those games. Oh, the five teams they played with the with some of the best quarterbacks in the league. Oh my God, they're five and zero in those games. And guess what? They're five and zero in those games where they're giving the other team a ten point lead in almost all of them. So now you're gonna say, Oh my God, <laughs> it's the referees, right? The referees are giving them these games. The the Eagles and the refs. So in that Buffalo Eagles uh, game casino. How I watched many, every second of it. Yeah, so the first half was fucking weird, right? There was some calls against uh, both teams where I was like scratching my head and I was like, what's going on? I'll argue all day about that horse collar tackle on uh, Josh Allen. That was not a horse collar. You can see Hassan Reddick pulling him by his jersey. Uh, evident by the fact that when Josh Allen got up, his jersey was entirely almost ripped off his body. So how is that a horse collar when he's pulling him down by the jersey and he literally rips his jersey off? If it's a horse collar, you're pulling the pads, not the jersey. So put that bullshit aside. Also, that was not intentional grounding. So that shouldn't have been a penalty on on either side. 
It's not a horse collar tackle. It's not intentional grounding. It should have just been a sack or a throwaway, and then nobody would have talked about it. But in that Eagles-Bills game, second half penalties and penalty yards, the Eagles got called for three penalties for 25 yards, two of them on the final drive of the game, and on ticky-tack, like center flinched bullshit, right? Dude, I, I like looked for that start. flinch. Well, it happened twice. Right. But there was there was the one of them they uh that they showed in slow mo. That 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 was like camera tricks. That was that was the rain making him flinch. Like I that was the the, the simp I'll just straight to it. I didn't see a flinch. I make <laughs> might have to go get my eyes checked. I didn't see it. Well on and then so this so on those two, it's three uh penalties for twenty five yards. The Bills had one penalty for five yards. Again, in the entire second half of that game. And, I mean, we're all talking like, oh, my God, the Bills got fucked in that game. The Bills got fucked in that game. They had one penalty that was missed in the first half. If you And you can throw the horse collar in there as well. They went into halftime with a 10-point lead. So they were getting fucked by the referees, right? All the refs did was help the Eagles, except the Bills had a 10-point lead and then didn't call another penalty on this Bills team for the entire second half. So what's the what's the excuse? What's the argument? I thought the Eagles were dog shit. So why is the Bills like, giving I've, up a 10-point lead in the second half? I've never cared for the Eagles, obviously, being Patriot fan and just – Philly fans annoy the shit out of me. I mean, you annoy the shit out of me. Exactly. Um, but I don't know. But I, I I don't understand, just for the love of the game, it's a good movie. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't understand this, this notion of the Eagles are bad. Because I'm not on your forums and all that stuff that you see and, you know, you read and whatnot. Oh. I just listen to the radio i i see people on tv and i'm like what it doesn't make sense to me it doesn't make sense to me that there's so little praise for a team that's actually really really good well and then again i mean don't get me wrong they do have you you're not touching on the ones where there are people out there who are like what you're saying holy shit they're great like Everybody, what the fuck are you talking about? There are a lot of people like that, and I do see those people um, and hear them talk, but the majority, I just don't get it. No, and right now the Eagles uh, are 19th in the league in defense. They have a top 10 offense uh, with their – in the league in passing, they're 13th in the league, and then their rushing offense is 8th. And then again, what is it? Nobody wants to – give uh Jalen Hurts his flowers he made I mean three of the best plays in that game you're ever gonna fucking see in your life like that uh that touchdown pass to I can't even say his name the like fourth uh string wide receiver or whatever in the back of the end zone there's a field camera view of that play where that guy's running around he's literally Jalen Hurts is literally screaming to that guy like go back get open get open and then he just launches it on a fucking rope in between two defenders right into the guy's hands and then the uh the go-ahead that like final drive in In a torrential downpour dude 
Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to that. Like the conditions of that game were insane. Josh Allen played one of the best games I've ever seen him play. He was lights out on the ground and uh, passing. But then you had Hertz literally just putting on a clinic of that last drive, doing uh, everything with his arms and legs he possibly could. And then, um, yeah, I mean, uh. Did you see the kick casino? Because I told you. I did. I looked it up. I looked it up. That was wild. Uh, Yeah. So it was a 59 yard kick and the conditions windy, rainy, like it was hard to see the field rainy on TV. Yeah. You know, they have all that good quality, that good quality of cameras to like cut through all that rain. But man, it was still almost looking foggy because there was so much rain. Well, there was. How in the hell did he kick? With, no with as heavy as that rain was, getting it 59 yards in the first place is wild. And then the second is also playing fucking that old paper toss game um, you know, with the fan that you know what I'm talking yeah. about. The old paper yeah, toss. Yeah. Everybody listening to this has played paper toss at least once in their life. <laughs> I guarantee it. Um, but that's what it was like watching that field goal go in. It was, first off, that's one of the best kicks I've ever seen in my life. Like, I think you can really put that right there with the Vinatieri kick in the snow. Just based on distance, yeah, buddy, conditions. That was a good kick. Like, because there were reports. Adam Vinatieri, top five favorite player of all time. He has to be. He won the Patriots single-handedly, like, three Super Bowls. So. Yeah, and I think you can put that kick up against anybody's kick. I mean, for the conditions to be like, okay, we're going to do it 59 yards, because before that game started, there were reports from the stands of fans being like, I can't see the field. Like, that's how much rain is coming down. And it looked like, I mean, for the entire first three quarters of that game it looked like all that all it did was rain non-stop so for that condition for this bills team to basically this was the game where if the bills won this game they have a shot at the playoffs if they don't they're most likely going to miss the playoffs that so is this wild was to think the that bills, the bills are a yeah. chance of not making the playoffs they're six and six and this would have kept them Pick up in sticks. the hunt and now they're they're basically out of it. Like so, this was basically the Bills Super Bowl, and to lose it in the way they did. I mean, Josh Allen had a great game, but that interception he threw was backbreaking because all of a sudden the Eagles are up ten. They immediately score a touchdown. They immediately score another touchdown, and now all of a sudden they're up four. And you just had a ten point lead, and it's just like, how the fuck did this happen? Hurts gets five touchdowns in that game again i guess because it wasn't on thanksgiving and because it wasn't against a shit team we just have to completely disregard five touchdowns because he also didn't fucking eat a turkey leg on the field or whatever the fuck we're doing and it wasn't, <laughs> like i don't know but again now they go play the 49ers but i think that's going to be a great game but again uh jalen hurts nobody talks about it 23 and two in his career as a starter as like as if that's just like nothing and also people are just like oh well i mean they has a great team around him has a great team around him gardner Minshew is in indianapolis winning games with that team he didn't win any games when he was uh the eagles backup quarterback he actually lost them a couple games uh so 
this like insane notion where you put any quarterback on this team and they're doing this. It's just like, they're doing what winning every single game because what other quarterback in the league is doing that on all these. And again, this insane notion that like all these great quarterbacks don't have stacked teams around them. Like Mahomes has for his career up until this year, he had two of the best offensive play callers, maybe in NFL history as his head coach and offensive coordinator. He has a hall of fame tight end. He has the best wide receiver in the league. And then now he has a top five defense. And we're just, we just act like Mahomes comes out there with fucking janitors and custodians around him and is winning 10 games a season. Like this is a team sport. And for right. this same notion that, Oh, well, all these, well, I mean, that's kind of the same thing. Nothing. Like Brady made Brady made, other players on offense look really good, but they have also always had a really good defense. So, yeah. But I mean, the Eagles defense, I mean, it's like 20th in the league and yet Jalen hurts is just, and again, they show him on the sidelines when that kick goes in and he, his reaction is like, he just looked at, you know, he just is like watching paint dry. He has no reaction. I I saw the, the side by side of both him and Andrews. Or not Andrews. I'm no, thinking Patriots. Uh, uh, yeah. See, I'm still Patriots. Out of mind. Um, another really <laughs> good center, but just on a shit team. Um, but uh, both of Kelsey and Hertz, when when that went through, they both shook their head. Like people are yeah, like, like, "Oh, I, I saw. I read the comments on that. Everybody's like, oh, you know, they're so ungrateful. You know, you know, they don't want to go play OT and blah blah blah.'" And it was like. No, they're shaking their head because they're in awe that their kicker just fucking did that. <laughs> yeah. And then also, I would be remiss, Casino. Last bit we'll talk about on this game. Uh, Bill's defensive tackle, Jordan Phillips, number 97, got his panties in a bunch where he got into it with uh, Eagles fans on the sidelines. Let me, for all NFL fans who are not fans of Eagles, your a soft little bitch if you let Eagles fans get to you because you know going in that's their main goal so when you react to them that is what they want from you right so when you go I mean you can watch these there's that one video Philly fans of him going I mean I know Philly fans are the worst because they you are batteries I mean look at you 50 years look at you you're the worst You're the worst. Everybody can't stand you. But this People is like what I'm me saying. on this podcast. When they're I run the show. <laughs> when NFL <laughs> fans teams are good, whose fans are good? Like who's who is good? Oh no, NFL the fans? Patriots fans are the worst. Patriots fans are the worst <laughs> th- throughout the entire Tom Brady uh decade. Chiefs fans, I don't know if you know any Chiefs fans, are just about the I worst. Do. In the fucking world I, I now do. that they and have Mahomes. You, you know one, you know one too. Uh, so you know, uh, my my brother's friend, my friend Weston. Oh yes, yeah, dude, diehard Chiefs fan. But granted, he has been his whole life. Um, but when they won that first Super Bowl, man, he was insufferable <laughs> to be around. And yeah. ever since, like, I can't, I can't be around him when when football's going on. He's just he's the most annoying piece of shit. I love him. And then I'll tell you what. <laughs> And then you can also put Cowboys fans and 49ers fans because I know a bunch of them just the worst. Well, I think like collectively, if you're not a night, if you're not a Cowboys fan, everybody hates you. Yeah. And now, apparently, if uh, everybody hates the Philadelphia Eagles, which good, 
Everybody hates base, everybody. Look at this which world I'm we fine live in. With. Good. Fuck world but peace, just like right? stop acting like like the Bills. I like the Bills, but the Bills fans and players being little bitches about this game, it's just like like fuck off. Like what well, do you like it's a game. DJ, what what can yeah. you what can you expect from fans who jump on tables? <laughs> I mean, well first off, that's an awesome tradition. And I wish that you guys did that. But uh, one of my other favorite traditions in football is the the dude, the mustard ketchup dude. It just gets sprayed. <laughs> that is hysterical. That is hysterical every time. Um, but uh, so Jordan Phillips, number 97, there's that viral video now that went out where he gets in the face of an Eagles fan and a bunch of Bills players come up to him and props to that uh eagles fan because he didn't back down for a second got right in the guy's face uh but jordan phillips in the game he uh was just being a little bitch the entire i mean he's a big bitch because he's fucking huge but he was being a bitch across the board uh because he had that interaction with the fan on the sidelines there's a bunch of other videos where he kept trying to get that fan like thrown out and they just didn't throw him out because he didn't fucking do anything. And then uh, in this game, he was uh, he was the one who tried to do the blow up like the Philly uh, the the tush push where he just jumped across the line and tried to like he also dove at Hertz. Uh, head when he was uh, already on the ground he was like doing that thing where he would put his leg on players to get up like just like a dirty douchebag and I'm he's so mac jonesing glad. it yeah i'm so glad he's gonna be fine for the fan interaction because during the game he was just like all over the field for just like dirty shit so fuck you uh every fuck everybody in the nfl who isn't the eagles or eagles fans i'm scorched earth now this game was the the cherry on top. I'm I'm scorched earth. Uh, let's move on, Casino, to other games, uh, and let's talk about the Broncos, Cleveland Browns game. So the Broncos now six and five after winning this game, twenty nine to twelve. John Payton's figuring something out, man, dude. Against the now seven and four Cleveland Browns. I mean the dude, Cleveland the Cleveland. Browns- if they had a quarterback, man. Yeah. Dorian, if, they, if, uh, if they had a fucking quarterback, man. Dorian Thompson Robinson gets knocked out of this game. So they're now back to PJ Walker. And Dorian Thompson Robinson actually didn't have a bad game. 14 for 29, 134 yards, one touchdown. PJ Walker came in, really nothing going. But the Broncos, on the other hand, Russell Wilson. 13 for 22, 134 yards, one touchdown. But he also carried the ball 11 times for 34 yards and a touchdown. So Broncos defense looks good. Their offense looks, I mean, fucking better than it did in weeks one through four. I mean, yeah, uh, I watched, I watched the, um, I flipped over to that when Kareem Hunt was trying to, uh, for fantasy, um, he was trying to get a touchdown. And man, their goal line, the Broncos goal line, man, really yeah. strong, really, really strong. They're, and I, again, the Browns have the best defense in the league and the Broncos defense just look better during the game. Like Broncos look like their defense is back to being legit. And, and you want to know who's not back though? And I it's just, it's crazy how they won this game, but Russell Wilson still not, not good. Like he didn't have a good game still. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's, uh, the, the I don't that- know how they're winning these games, them and the Steelers, how they have the records they do. I just do not understand. But, uh, 
the Cleveland Browns at seven and four, especially being in that division, do you think they make the playoffs or miss it right now today? Oh, wait. Um, oh, um, down to their third string quarterback. I think they miss it. I think Steelers will take it. Yeah, next up they play the Rams, which Rams have looked good since Stafford came back. They I don't see the Bengals Jag- coming back either, so it's it, – Yeah. Yeah, I well, think they'll miss the playoffs. Well, they play they play Jaguars, Rams, Texans, which I all well, think – Right now they're, the Browns are in a playoff spot currently. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know, man. No, it's it's. They it's just hard. lost the head to head against the Broncos. Um, the Bills, I think, will still. I know they're on the fringe of not making the playoffs. I think they'll make the playoffs. Um, I can't trust all any of the teams from the AFC South, like the Colts or the Texans, to make the playoffs. I, I, I it would be tough for them to do. But I, I don't know, man. I mean, one team that has surprised me. I know we're not going to really talk about them. I don't want to talk about it. the Raiders. Look so much better without without mcdaniels it's crazy yeah well also let's... i know they got blown i know they got blown out but they looked good early on but the chiefs the, the chiefs finally actually had a, a chiefs game but anyway i'm not we don't need to get into that one but that was that no, no. that I was team impressed. the raiders went can, up the raiders can zero the yep. raiders can sneak in man yeah uh let's move on to the next game on this which is the jaguars now eight and three uh I can't believe I didn't winning. Pick them. I know neither of us picked them. Speaking, Winning, well, speaking of picks, uh, I had 10, you had eight. I win. Oh yeah. Uh, now there is a six game difference heading into week 13. We'll do our picks on Friday. And against the now six and five Houston Texans, CJ Stroud almost did it again where he led the game-winning drive. I mean, he still threw Dude. for 304 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Right. Like, Dude, you give this guy good. You give this guy a couple more years, man. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited Dude, to see him. He's, he's going to be a top he's going to be a top 5 quarterback within the next one or two years. I say two years. Yeah. Well, on the season he's 19 and 5, which is just I mean, that's crazy for a rookie again, for a rookie on a Texans team where we were like, who do they have? They have nothing. And then all of a sudden he turns tank Dell. Uh, I can't think of the other guy's name. He has tank Dell. And then he has that one wide receiver, uh, uh, Nico, oh, Collins. Nico Collins, Nico Collins. And then all of a sudden they lost Damian Pierce. And then Devin Singletary came in and is just now like, what the fuck did you see in uh, uh, Damian Pierce that made you think he was better than Devin Singletary? Or they didn't even lose him. I think he was. I mean, out- Singletary didn't rush well, but I mean, he still he caught he caught for almost ten yards a, a carry or ten yeah. yards a catch. But uh, when it comes, and then obviously the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence had an okay game, three hundred sixty-four yards, one touchdown, one interception. I still think the tech, the Jaguars are overrated. They did that thing going into halftime where instead of kicking a field goal, they went for it on fourth down uh, in their, like in the red zone on like the five yard line. And it was just like, it would have been a two score game and that one almost cost them. Yeah. But, it was but just you like, know, it's great. Why is, are is, they doing that? Is the Jags are, are crushing it. Well, I think they're sitting second 
in because of their away schedule or I don't remember. Well, no, but, they're third because oh, they lost third. to both the Ravens and the Chiefs. Right, 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 right. Sir, so, or no, no, they have not played the Ravens yet. So they play the Ravens in three weeks. Now three, they have, they play the Bengals next Monday. They play the Browns. They play the Ravens. They play the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Titans. So I think they potentially lose to maybe Browns and Ravens. So they're still going to finish as a, what, eight, nine, 10, 11. They're still going to finish as a 12-win team. I just think that if you're one of the AFC teams, you're licking your chops to get at the Jacksonville Jaguars because I just don't think – I've said this for weeks now. I don't think they're a good team. I really don't. I just think it's been – I don't know how they're winning these games, but they're kind of just scraping by, and it doesn't feel like they have an elite team like the Eagles who are scraping by against, you know – good teams because the Jaguars we've already seen much like the Cowboys, a good team that we've seen get blown out by other good teams. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, last game casino that we can talk about and then we'll kind of yeah. just go through uh, the other ones, just kind of graze past them. Uh, we need to talk. We, maybe we'll do a little quick, uh, quick thing tomorrow. Cause we do need to talk about college football. Yeah. I, I, only, I only have five minutes left tops. Okay, so let's quickly talk about Ravens Chargers. Ravens win 20 to 10. Uh Ravens are now 9 and 3, Chargers 4 and 7. That game was brutal brutal to watch. Uh when it comes to the Ravens, this was really the first game where I felt like fuck, the loss of Mark Andrews is really feels like it's going to affect this team. Like uh, yeah, no, I that's that's very true that he was Mr. Reliable for them. Yeah, and he was kind of Lamar's safety blanket. And, I mean, you look at the guys that were targeted in this game, their second best option is Zay Flowers. He was targeted eight times, only only caught five receptions for 21 yards and a touchdown. Uh, OBJ, three receptions, 34 yards, targeted five times. Outside of those two guys, you kind of don't really have anybody else. And then Mark Andrews was – the number one go-to option on this team from Lamar. And this game, again, Chargers have one of, if not the worst, pass defenses in the entire league. And uh, Lamar Jackson goes 18 for 32, 177 yards and one touchdown. Also, we've seen from uh, their team, their head coach, Lamar Jackson, we've seen them lose games where – by the stats or whatever the fuck that thing is where they're like this team has a 98 percent chance win probability at this Mm. moment in the game and then they lose that game and you're just like how like john harbaugh is just like the king of losing close games that he's almost 100 guaranteed to win and then he just chokes it and that's what this game felt like uh chargers on the other hand finally at four and seven, can we put the nail in this coffin? How uh, Brandon Staley still has a job is, I think, beyond everybody's mind. Every, right? Everybody. Like, I have no idea. No idea. There's, and I'll tell you right he... now, next year, I'm not saying the Chargers are good. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's uh, there's rumors that this could be Jim Harbaugh's future team if all this shit with Michigan doesn't uh, blow over. But the Chargers have to. I mean, they have to get like 
a John Gruden or a John Harbaugh or just somebody who is a known coach who has had success in the past. Jim Harbaugh, sorry. So Jim Harbaugh, a John Gruden. Dude, go fucking get Eric Bieniemy. Like, what are you doing? Even try promote Kellen Moore. Like, I just want to see somebody who has a pulse Take Belichick. as their head coach. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather see Belichick than Staley coaching this team. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. AFC getting a lot thinner than I thought it would up top. Because you have the Chiefs, which have giant question marks, right, with their receiving options and all that kind of stuff. Now you have the Ravens with giant. Oh, this might be, be this their... might be an all-birds fucking Super Bowl, man. Yeah, well, I mean, at this point, I don't, I don't know who I'd pick in the Super Bowl from the AFC, and then obviously in the NFC, I feel like it's three teams. But in the AFC, I mean, well, well, four it's teams got to be Chiefs. Oh, that's true, four teams. I'm sorry. Thank uh, you. But all right, Casino, you got to get out of here. Can I we, do uh... one last thing though? Yes. Oh, he's wearing the uh, the tramp shirt. That little tramp, dude. It's uh... so cozy. It's, this is my. This is my. And you're right. I do wear this at home more than I wear it out anywhere. But I've never this seen. This is you what I like wearing at home. Like even during the summer, I'll put this on. Yeah, it's 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 just cozy. I've washed this thing so many times, but yet the inside is still nice and soft, like a lamb's baby bottom. I don't know. <laughs> just trying to think of something soft and cushiony. Uh, no, it looks. I mean, it looks delicious. I want to cozy up to you next to a fire and just that shirt and obviously what you wear with the podcast no pants uh but <laughs> yeah we're sorry gonna... for my son down here <laughs> we might uh i feel like we should do a little episode tomorrow we'll talk about the rest Agreed. of the game talk about college football so yeah we'll do a mini episode tomorrow uh i'm will that's casino over there uh only sport podcast adios